the Voice of Seven Thunders, a production of the Gospel Trumpet Publishing Company, and we're here continuing our series on biblical proofs of modern-day apostles. So, if you haven't already paid it, or not paid attention, if you haven't already watched our other podcasts, it's important that you do that because those kind of build to what we're going to talk about today, Brother Addison. Yes, so leading up to this one, um, we have studied on what is an apostle, taken from the scriptures. Brother Steph has been helping us with these uh, uh, episodes. The second issue we covered was how is an apostle chosen? I believe number three we dealt with how is an apostle, once they're chosen by God, how are they recognized mm -hmm. among the brethren? And then we dealt with what does an apostle do? Or what are their qualifications? What makes someone apostle operationally as far as their uh, actual administration? And then we dealt with the very important question of whether there were more, more than, than 12. 12 apostles. That is right. Now, we recommend you watch all of the, uh, the episodes before this, but if you're only able to catch one, it's very important, I think, that you, you watch the one just before this, where there are more than 12 apostles. Because the subject that we're dealing with today is whether or not there could possibly be modern-day apostles. Yes, and so there are a few arguments uh, levied against that, and so one of those arguments is that there were only 12 in, in, in the early days of the church, and that those 12 were chosen by Jesus Christ. He went and hand-selected them, called them to follow him. He personally instructed them, and they were, they were the apostles, right? So the question is, could there be more? And then I think we, we, we acknowledge that if there were more than those 12, then there could be more and more and more. And at what point could you say that there are no more apostles, right? So in the previous podcast, um, Brother Steph showed us that there were certainly more than 12, because he showed us very clearly that Barnabas was an apostle. What we want to deal with today is whether or not that gifting or those thrones from the scripture would possibly be able, uh, if that could happen again today, right? And so given that the scriptures um, were dealing, that the Acts of the Apostles were dealing specifically with their time, mm -hmm. um, we're going to have to find this in doctrine, principle, and in prophecy. Yes, sir. It's going to be a little deeper. Because in order to prove that there could be apostles in times after what the apostles and, and, and writers of the Bible wrote the scriptures down, we'll have to find that in a prophetic utterance because it's speaking of the future. So this is going to be of an eschatological study, so uh, you, it's going to be a little heavier, so have your Bible out and go through the scriptures with us. Brother Steph? Amen. Begin at Romans chapter number 1, and we'll start simply, but then we'll get deeper. Romans chapter 1, verse 16, one of you brethren, please help us. Romans sure. 1 and 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. Brother, that's the main point that we wanted to get. The gospel of Jesus Christ is yes. the power of God unto salvation, but the Bible makes it very clear in this place. There are other scriptures, but we're just going to take this reference. It makes it clear in this place that it's to the Jew first, mm -hmm. and then also to the Greek. If we went to Romans 2, somewhere around verse 9, it would say to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. Mm -hmm. And so we wanted to make it very clear that that statement of the Apostle Paul is not just an arbitrary statement having no meaning. Mm -hmm. He's saying that the Jew, the salvation, right. came to the Jew yes. before it came to anyone else. That means the Jew was first mm -hmm. and the Gentile was last. Right. Mm -hmm. That's going to be very important in our study. Mm -hmm. The Jew was first. And then the Gentile was last. Let's go to Romans chapter 11. Yes, sir. Stay in Romans. Romans 11 and 11. Please read that. I say then, had they stumbled 
that they should fall. Again, this is speaking of the Jewish nation as a whole. Have they stumbled that they should fall? God forbid. Yes. But rather, through their fall, salvation is come unto the Gentiles, for to provoke them to jealousy. <clears throat> Excellent. So we're entering a reading here. The Apostle Paul was still in Romans, and he's saying that the Jewish nation as a whole rejected the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ that came to them first. And as a whole, collectively, they rejected that message, having received it first. And he said, he calls that a stumble. Have they stumbled, have that nation, the Jewish nation stumbled, that they should fall? Utterly fall, meaning that there's absolutely right. no, no hope for them. Right. And he says, God forbid, that's not the case. Of course there's hope for them. And he says, but rather through their fall, salvation has come or is come unto the Gentiles for to provoke them to jealousy. The point I want to make here, brethren, is that when salvation came to the Gentiles, we should not only think of it as just the Gentiles are now able, the poor Gentiles, are now able to be saved by the blood of Jesus. It certainly is that, but we need to think of it more fully in this manner, that everything that was locked away inside of salvation yes, and that was manifest first to the Jews would become apparent and was now offered through Jesus Christ to the Gentiles. Mm -hmm. Every single thing that salvation could produce in humanity is now offered to the Gentiles. Right. Very Excellent. Good. Very good. So let's go on. If you brothers have no comment there, let's go on to verse 25. Of the uh, out of statement, Brother Addison, yes. you made it. Maybe you can help clarify for us. Just, just quickly, when it talks about the nation of Israel falling, I want to be clear. We are not anti-Semitic. Right. That's right. And the scripture here is not a condemnation of the uh, nation of Israel um, at all. When it says provoked to jealousy, this is not a jealousy of contempt. This is a jealousy of action. This is yes. a, a jealousy that's supposed to provoke them to action mm -hmm. and to take the same nation that has <clears throat> fallen and bring them back mm -hmm. and give them an opportunity right. to be reconciled with God. I know right. you asked Brother Addison, but isn't this provoking to jealousy a sign of God's dedication and love, love to the true. very people of the Jews? That's right. It's exactly to right. arouse them yes. to serve them. Yes, yep. and, absolutely. And, and it's certainly not an attack on the Jewish people. Even right. the Jewish people themselves acknowledge that they did not receive Jesus Christ as their Messiah. Right. Mm -hmm. So we're just we're only saying something the Scripture says and something that they themselves would also acknowledge. Exactly. Right. Amen. Okay. Very good. So let's go to verse 25 of chapter 11 <clears throat> in Romans. Stay in Romans 11. And verse 25, someone read that and stay with us because we are talking about apostles and we're making the point in this podcast, beginning to make the point, that there could possibly be modern day apostles right. because that's kind of the point of contention. So please read 11 and 25. For I would not, mm -hmm. brethren, that ye should be ignorant of this mystery, mm -hmm. lest ye should be wise in your own conceits, yes. that blindness in part is happened to Israel yes. until, until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in. Now, brother, this, this verse yes. could be, we could spend the rest, of the, the rest of the time and the rest of the week and maybe the rest of our lives on this, <laughs> on this verse. The point we wanted to make here is that there is a fullness of the Gentiles. There is a completeness of a working in the Gentiles that is going to take place right. and that the nation of Israel would be hardened or blinded until such time as the fullness of the Gentiles would come in. Now, Brother Addison, I like your commentary here, but a lot of people would say that the Gentiles or the fullness of the Gentiles came in through Cornelius. And I know we're going to get more into that. Cornelius was a Gentile. He was able to be saved. The Bible is very clear about that. However, this scripture seems to imply that it had not yet happened at this right, time. Right. And also, it appears to us to be a prophecy saying there's something coming in the Gentile world, in right. the Gentile people, right. 
that will work a fullness. And when that happens, the provocation of jealousy that we just read about in verse 11 That's right. would be more full because That's the right. people of the Jews would be, would be sparked to say, wait a minute, this came to us first. These are our very scriptures, our very prophets, our and these, these are now Gentiles living, yes, moving, breathing, thriving in God off of our very scriptures yes, that we yes. had first. Yes, right. if, if, if our viewers are, 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 and maybe they're not able to be with us just yet because we have more scriptures to go through, but sure. if you can be with us on this, this is an amazing thing to understand. It's an amazing thing to believe. That's right. Absolutely, absolutely yes. is. So there is a fullness of the Gentiles that is to come in. This is not. This is not saying that it had come in. This is saying at the certainly time Paul not, wrote this. Not in its completion. Not. It's not. Not, not. Thank you. That actually is an important clarification because there were Gentiles saved. Yes. Certainly, Cornelius and the Book of Ephesians, and really most of Paul's writings are to the Gentiles. But to the full extent of what salvation could produce right. in the people of the Gentiles that had not come in, a very important distinction. Now let's go to Matthew 19. <clears throat> yes. Matthew right. 19. Oh, brother, Matthew 19 is a beautiful thing. So, as you're turning there, let's set it up real quickly. Matthew 19 talks about several things. The prominent thing, or the primary thing that we want to talk about, is when the Lord Jesus Christ spoke to the rich young ruler. The rich young ruler wanted to know what he needed to do to inherit eternal life. And moving forward quickly, Jesus simply told him that he needed to sell everything that he had, give that to the poor, and come and follow him and have riches in heaven. As we read down a little bit in Matthew 19, Peter says something amazing that I like. Peter says, verse 27, Then answered Peter and said unto him, Behold, yes. we have forsaken all and followed thee. What shall we have therefore? So Peter's saying, I, I really, I really appreciate Peter for this. Peter's saying, what you just told that young man to do. He no. wanted to inherit eternal life. You told him to sell all. You said, get rid of everything. Follow me. Give it to the poor. Give up your whole life. Consecrate. Peter said, Lord, we did that. Yes, what are we going to get? Yes, sir. The Lord offers no reproof, but the Lord offers Matthew 19 and 28. Please yes. read this. Can I just... Oh, I want to go ahead. You were, he, was burning, he was burning to I'm say chuckling. something about Peter. Well, I'm chuckling about Peter because I, what I appreciate about Peter through the scriptures, and reader, if you're a reader of the Bible, you know this, Peter is just Peter. Brother Peter just Peter is he just he just who he is. <laughs> and I want to say for people like me in the world, I'm glad that there are Peters oh, who made it yeah. into the Bible. Yes. But also what I like is this, is that it actually demystifies Peter for us. That's very He was a real human being. That's important for this. That is a good point. It really is important for this subject. People view apostles as this mystical, untouchable, untouchable, angelic, their feet don't touch the ground, they have a halo around their head. Right, right, right. And there's only 12 of them that ever could be, and they were angels, and they never made a mistake, and they never wanted any reward, and they just followed Jesus Christ. Peter said, no. It was pure love that they followed. Yeah, Peter said, no, what are you going to give up? What do we get? And brother, that's fair. That's fair. What's our reward? And, and, and what's interesting is, as you say, here as we're getting ready to read, Jesus doesn't rebuke Peter. You're covetous, that's Peter. Right. You just want the, the blessings of following me. That's right. No, that's not what he does. So let, let's look at the answer. Mm -hmm. and, and this is, as you said, this is an amazing yeah. uh, study that we're doing here. And, and reader, we hope that you can stay with us because the implications are just tremendous. Mm -hmm. So let's read verse 28. And Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that ye which have followed me mm -hmm. in the regeneration, when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, yes. ye also shall sit upon twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Mm, tremendous. All right, very mm -hmm. much we can go through here. The point we want to make is Jesus was speaking to the apostles, mm -hmm. the original apostles that he had chosen. 
There are 12 thrones, 12 just symbolizing the number of completeness and perfection. Tell us why that is. Why, why there are 12. Excellent. So there, 12 is actually the number of completeness and perfection, but also, as you brought out before we discussed, it's actually a number of government, the number of government, especially specifically dealing with the Hebrews or Israel. There are 12 tribes of Israel, 12 patriarchs. 12 patriarchs, and so, of course, there'd be 12 thrones, and that's really one of the reasons why the Lord Jesus chose 12 that's why he originally. Chose. He could have chose 10, he could have chose He could have chosen anything. Chose he chose them according to the number of the tribes of Israel, and again, that makes it very plain. It's a complete governmental structure that he has chosen, that's right. and that's why there's 12, and again, in previous podcasts, we've made it known that there doesn't just have to be 12 only but that there's an original 12, and that's just a number of completeness and perfection, but there could be very many, and we're in the process. In a sense, if there's 20 or 30 or Brother. 100, they're still part of the 12. They're part right. of the 12 because there's only one apostle's doctrine, as we discussed in, in prior podcasts. Mm -hmm. All right, so the reward is in the regeneration. We'd love to do a podcast on that sometime. When the Son of Man shall sit, you apostles shall sit. We're talking about the resurrection? I yes. Mean, not the resurrection. The ascension the, of Jesus Christ. The ascension of Jesus Christ in the regeneration. And, and brother, we do need to do a podcast. We should, we should do that. We, we're going to do a podcast on that. We just we won't do it now. We're dealing with this apostolic function. But it's totally related. It's in the same verse. But the point we want to pull from here is that there are 12 apostles. Their reward is that they'll sit on 12 thrones when Jesus Christ sits, sits in regeneration, when he sits in his throne. So Christ is on his throne. The apostles are on their thrones. And there are 12 of them in the governmental structure judging the 12 tribes of Israel. And then he goes on in verse 29. He says, everyone. So there's a distinction here in verse 29 between the apostles and all of the other saints. Read verse 29, please. So we have the word and connecting what yes. he just told the yes. apostles. And everyone that hath forsaken houses mm -hmm. or brethren or sisters yes. or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my name's sake yes. shall receive an hundredfold and shall inherit everlasting life. Brother, it's tremendous. So he's again saying, the Lord Jesus is again saying, there are people throughout the gospel day that are going to do exactly what I told that rich young ruler to do. They're going to be willing to follow, uh, to leave all and follow me, and they'll receive their reward. And then verse 30 is tremendous. We have to get it. It's so but important. But many that are first. Many that are first are going to transpose. They're going to switch positions right. from first Two last, and the last, and the last be first. are going to move up to the front and become first. So it's now, important supporting knowledge here, but sorry, yes, please, no, you're not interrupting. That, that and you, and you'll explain this better. But it, it's saying here he's speaking to twelve men who are Jews. Yes, he's speaking to the people that's important. Who the Jewish people. He says you'll sit on twelve thrones, but understand. Mm -hmm. That there are many which are first, which shall be last, and the last yes. and the first. So go ahead. You're excellent. Explain that. So, no, brother, that was excellent. And we read the first scripture, how we opened up. It was in Romans chapter 1, verse 16. To the Jew first. Yes, and then secondly, or also to the Greek, or to the Gentile. So the Jew is first. The Jewish nation received the gospel first. And here Jesus is saying that those that were first shall be last. Many that are first shall be last, and the last. And so it appears that the Apostle Paul in Romans completely understood this, this particular passage of Scripture that Jesus is talking about. Though he's many years later, he's drawing the same biblical principle, the same excuse me, prophetic principle, you better said, and he applied that over in Romans 11. Brother, he's talking about the exact same thing. He's talking about a fullness of the Gentiles coming in, a time when the Gentile people and the workings of salvation within Gentile people would actually be full and would move them up to the front even though they had been initially last. last. 
And so in chapter 20, without reading the entirety of chapter 20. There was no chapter break in the original writing. No chapter break. Jesus just continues on. He says, many that are first shall be last and last first, for the kingdom of heaven is like this. Okay. And he begins to describe what we understand to be the gospel day or down through the New Testament dispensation, yes. the Christian experience, people willing to follow him, willing to love him, receiving rewards. And then there'd be the last people. He's just drawing, drawing an analogy. We know that those people last are, according to the scripture prophecy, Gentiles. That's right. So the last people would be first brought in, given the same pay, the same blessing, by the same Lord, for the same work of salvation, for yes. the same sacrifice. That's right. It's, it's That's a wonderful right. thing. And then he goes on and says... It's the same vineyard. It's the same. same master. The brothers, right. the same labor. Now, doesn't the Paul, same reward. Doesn't Paul make it clear, too, in Ephesians, and we don't have a lot of time to get into all that, but he makes it clear in Ephesians that the middle wall partition is broken down, mm -hmm. and in Christ there's one new man he That's makes right. out of two types of people, Jew and Gentile, That's one. Right. But the Jew was first, and then the Gentile comes up last. This is important to us, brethren, because none of us can easily claim to be Jewish. No, I'll just go ahead and say that I can't. Yeah, I mean, you can't easily claim <laughs> to be Jewish. So, so in, in that let's, let, let me explain please, to our viewers. Please, so, brother. So we do emphatically believe that the Church of God today mm -hmm. has apostles, modern-day apostles. Modern-day so apostles. We presently have recognized 12 of them. Yes. And essentially, or for the most part, as far as I know, almost entirely, all 12 of those apostles are ethnically speaking. Yes. Gentiles. Now, so. now, brother, I need to say something, too, because what you just said is a point of contention and really a good reason for us to do this. We want to, we want to just give the truth to people generally to know that they're apostles. But one of the reasons why people think that, the, that we are not apostles or why there cannot be apostles is because we are Gentiles. Mm -hmm. That's actually why we're right. going through these texts. Yes. They say, look, the Gentiles were all Jewish. They were original 12. They were chosen. And you have, you have quite a amount, an amount of audacity mm -hmm. to claim to be apostles with those people. Mm -hmm. And what we're saying is prophetically, scripturally, those people, the Jewish nation, had the original 12 apostles, they preached the gospel, but prophetically in the end of time there were going to be Gentiles raised up and salvation was going to work in them in such a way that it would produce the very same gifting and calling in the very same vineyard by the very same Lord Jesus Christ in the Gentile world. That's right. Brother, I want to stop, but I don't want to. Well, Can't I understand, but we are running out of time. Should we stop? So the fullness of the Gentiles would indicate a time yes. when the work of salvation in the earth would produce produce. It's full and complete end in the Gentiles. And, and that the Gentiles would have their fullness, or God's intentions, prophetic burden, and the work of salvation would reach its full end in the Gentile people. That happens when salvation not only produces Gentile Christians, but Gentile apostles. Yes. And brother, I think that's wonderful. Again, the connection with the apostles is clear. They'll sit on 12 thrones, and then we see the gospel day going through. Wonderful review. You'll want to stay tuned. You'll want to review what we've gone through. You'll want to read these scriptures again yourself. And you'll want to stay tuned for our next podcast. I think we may go ahead and release these, Brother Steph. Uh, I, I Brother, let's release it. Let's go ahead and release this for our viewers. And uh, just count on us having some follow-up content. There's more scriptures. This is obviously not meant to be exhaustive. We want to give you a taste of what we believe. If you have more questions, uh, please, please contact us. We'd love to study the Bible with you. So. Yes. You've been listening to another episode of The Voice of Seven Thunders, a production of the Gospel Trumpet Publishing Company. If you would, take just a moment, hit the subscribe button at the bottom of the screen. As Brother Addison said, we'd love to hear from you. Send us your comments in the comments section below and tell us your thoughts. We're interested in engaging with you. This is a study. 
For more content from the Church of God, you can find that on our website at www.churchofgod.com. Thank you for listening. May the Lord bless you.